in-between is almost always a negative thing. Think about it. The middle seat on an airplane. <laughs> you too? Yeah, I was stuck in the middle seat on the way back from Africa one time. That's a long time. Yeah, in between, you know, the, the window seat, which I prefer, actually, and the, and the aisle seat, which if you're in the aisle, I mean, you may have a little bit more leg room, but you're constantly getting up for other people that got to go to the bathroom and stuff. So, yeah. And especially when you're in between people that are a tad bit on the chatty side. Yeah. And for me, I'm like, thank God for headphones. In between your house and that desired vacation spot that you've been telling the kids about for, you know, days and weeks and months, and, and the back seat's full of fighting and shoving, and I got to go potty, and are we there yet? Yeah, you know, yeah, that, that's a challenge. In between jobs, not so fun. In between a decision and the result of that decision. Um, in between investments and the return on those investments. In between pain and the surgery that's supposed to fix the pain. And then you find yourself in between the surgery and the pain of recovery. Right? Either way, hmm, not very enjoyable. In between a prayer and the answer to prayer which is actually what we're going to be talking about next week in our series. Either way, in-between is just not a very fun place to be. But fascinating to me, if you think about it like this, in-between is actually the context of the entire life that we live. In-between. I'm in-between, you're in-between, two dates. The date of your birth and the date of your death. Life happens in-between. And, and why? And we know this because we've seen headstones, we've been to graveyards, we've been to cemeteries, we've been to funerals, and we've seen this, you know, if not in person, which we probably have, we've seen it in movies. Why is life represented by a hyphen? I mean, that's it? That's all I get? That's it. Two dates and a dash. Oh, you would think there would be a little bit more there. There's a lot in that hyphen right there. There's a lot in that dash. There's a lot of in-between moments, in-between the date of your birth and the date of your death. In-between. When you are in-between where you were and where you want to be, it's not always a very fun place to be. And we have phrases for this in-between. We have phrases. People say things like this, I, I feel stuck. Maybe that describes where you are right now. You're just stuck, not getting much traction. People say, I'm in the middle of nowhere. I feel like I'm stuck in the middle of nowhere. And I've learned that the middle of nowhere is somewhere when you're there. Right? Yeah, you don't know how to describe it. So we say, I feel like I'm stuck in the middle of nowhere and time's a-wasting. This is just wasted time. I don't get it. I don't understand what's happening here. I don't know where you are, but I bet, I bet you know what those feelings are like. Did you know, I look back in my life as a pastor, and most all of the pastoral counseling that I've done, it is about this. People feel stuck. 
I just feel like I'm in the middle of nowhere and, and, and I, don't, I don't see how this is helping anything. I feel like my life is just wasting away. Now, I, I'm not a counselor, and you should be thankful for that. My counsels often is kind of like this. Well, that was dumb. Don't do that again. We'll see you next time. <laughs> it's not quite that bad. Maybe that's just what I'm thinking. Yeah, but when I sit down and I talk with people, I, I, I hear these scenarios. And I hear people say, you know what, Pastor, I just feel so confused right now. And maybe this is you. You feel confused. You look at your situation, your life. And they're not, they're not matching up. Things aren't making sense. You just feel kind of lost. Maybe you feel like you've been overlooked by your boss. You've been overlooked at work. You've been overlooked by culture, by society, by a friend. Been overlooked in your family. Or maybe even you feel you've been overlooked by God himself. And somehow you're forgotten about. And you look around and everybody else's life seems to be kicking into high gear. And they're moving on. Things are happening. And you feel like you've been overlooked and forgotten. You are in between. Now you're not where you once were. And that's a good thing. But you're nowhere where you want to be. And that's frustrating. Frustrating. You are stuck in between. Now, you think about this, what we're really talking about here is waiting, right? That's really what this is about, waiting. And it seems like all of life is attached to waiting. We're constantly waiting on something or someone, aren't we? And here's what we need to admit right up front. This may be hard for you to get your mind around immediately, but if you think about it, I challenge you to accept this is true. So I believe it is. Just because we're waiting on something or someone, which we do most of our lives, doesn't necessarily mean that anything is wrong. Because that's just the way of life. We wait. Why is it that as soon as we have to start waiting, we assume what's gone wrong? Do, do we really think that we should get everything immediately when we want it? No, we know better than that. We know that's just the way life works. We know that when you go to a doctor's office, the fact that you're waiting doesn't mean anything other than the fact that you're in a doctor's office, right? Matter of fact, we have a whole room called the waiting room because when you get there, just that's just nothing's wrong, right? I don't know. I've been here for 15 minutes. I don't know what's going wrong. Nothing, because you know you're at a doctor's office, and that's just the way it is. That, that's nothing about doctors or anything, but that's just an example, right? For life, same thing. Just because you're waiting doesn't mean anything is necessarily wrong. Waiting is the way of life. In your career, in your jobs, there's going to be periods of waiting. They're waiting, waiting on customers, waiting on your employers, waiting on your employees. You have to wait. Things don't just happen as quickly as you want. That's just the way it is. You wait in relationships, all relationships. You wait financially. You wait when it comes to your health. You wait for decisions. You wait for things to change. And I hear it, and I feel it. I've been there. You've tried everything you know to try. You've done everything you know to do. You've prayed everything you know to pray, and you're still in between waiting. Asking questions like, where's God? 
and I feel like nothing's happening. Why is nothing happening? Where's God in this? I, you ever felt that? You ever said that? I have. Yeah. Like, God, I don't understand. Where are you in this? God, if you're there and you love me, and we kind of throw God up an ultimatum, then why don't you, and why can't you, and why wouldn't you, and we fill in the blank. Every single one of us have been there. Maybe that's where you are right now, and you're like, where is God in this situation? I just feel like nothing's happening, because if something was happening, at least I would have received a phone call, a text, an email. I, I would have had a conversation at least. I'm like, just something. Throw me a bone here, God. Just something to let me know that I'm not forgotten about, that I'm not lost in this, that I'm not wasting my time. You're waiting. So we question which is human, nothing wrong with questioning, that's just what humans do, but we often take it past questioning and we start forcing things. You ever find yourself wanting to force something that you're waiting on? You're like, you know what, I'm gonna take matters into my own hands and it's time, and you force it. And you ever found yourself making it worse by forcing it? Yeah, most of the time I have found that doesn't help. Then you get to the point where you just despair. And perhaps that's where some of you are. You're about ready to quit and give up. You've been waiting so long. And isn't it hard when you're waiting on a good thing? And it's not like you're being selfish. It's not like what you're waiting on is a bad thing. It's actually a good thing. And you're like, God, it makes it worse. God, come on. What I'm, what I'm waiting on is a good thing. I feel like nothing's happening. I want to propose to you that there is a better response that we need to choose when we're waiting. Better than despair. Better than assuming nothing's happening. I believe we can get to the point where we look at times of waiting and we actually accept it. And even embrace it. And certainly learn what it means to maximize it. So I want you to be thinking, you already are, but I want you to be thinking about how you're waiting. Because you're waiting on something. You're waiting on someone because that's the way of life. Doesn't mean anything is necessarily wrong. You're in between. You're in between certainly the date of your birth and the date of your death. Okay? But even that hyphen, that dash for you right now represents many other times of in between waiting. You know where it is. Won't you be thinking about that as we talk about it in the next few minutes? A lot of times we forget or maybe we don't even realize that the context of the Bible is really stories about people in between. Most all the context of the scriptures are stories about people who are in between and, and how they relate to God and how God is relating to them as human beings in between. And let's just dive in a little bit more specific and just look at the Old Testament alone, which is the majority of the Bible, most of the words and most of the information is in the Old Testament, which is the story of God's relationship with the nation of Israel. Almost the entire context of the entire Old Testament, except for a small portion, is really about an in-between time for the nation of Israel. In between Egypt and the promised land of Canaan. And what happened in that 40 years, 
leading up to it, during it, and responding to it afterwards. I mean, that's, that's kind of the foundational context of the majority of the Old Testament. In between. And there's a specific part of Israel's history that, that I want to just kind of take a peek at just for the next few moments. That just after that period of time of in between, they had like a little break. Where they're in Jerusalem, they're a nation, and then they find themselves in another in between time of waiting, in exile for 70 years. That's a long time to wait. That's a long in between, 70 years to the Babylonians. Jerusalem is destroyed, the walls have crumbled, and they're waiting. They're waiting for God to rescue them. They're waiting for God to restore them. They're waiting for God to, to come and, and help make things better for us. And Isaiah, the prophet, put some of that into words for us. And he said to God, Oh, that you would burst from the heavens and come down. You ever had a feeling like that when it comes to God? Oh, God, why don't you fill in the blank? Oh, that you would, you fill in the blank. That's where they are. Oh, that you would come down and how the mountains would quake in your presence. In other words, and if you did, yeah, business would pick up. That's basically, if you look into the original text of this, the Hebrew of this, it's a lot more like, oh God, if you would come down and kick some butt. Then they would know, or I'm sorry, it's Hebrew, bates. If you would come down and kick some bates, right? That, that's the feeling here. Isaiah is like, come on, God, we've been waiting here. All that you would. And this, it almost gets worse. As fire causes wood to burn and water to boil, your coming would make the nations tremble. Then your enemies would learn the reason for your fame. And then he says, when you came down long ago, you did awesome deeds. Beyond our highest expectations. And oh, how the mountains quaked. Oh, that you would come down and, and let people know who's boss. Restore us, rescue us, put things the way they should be. We've been waiting and we know you can because you've done it before. You ever been in that position and maybe that's where you are now? You look back in your life and you're like, come on, God, what gives? I know you can do this. I know you can answer this prayer. I know you can make this happen because I remember back and you think back to another part of your life when you saw God do amazing things and God can really come through for you and you're like, where's that? Where's that? Or you look around at everybody else and say, God, I know you can because you're doing it for them. He got a raise. She got the position. Their marriage is great. So, God, I know you can. You answered her prayer. You answered his, his prayer. God, I know, I know you can. They got better. The therapy is working for them. Uh, their life is moving in the right direction. She got married. He got a date. And we keep, I mean... God, we know you can, because you're doing it for everybody else but me. So what gives? What gives? Do you feel that? Do you feel that tension? Do you feel that and sense that? Now, I, I can't do anything about that. I just want to know if you feel that. 
I mean, I can't solve that for you. Because that's what the in-between is about. That's why we're doing a series on it. Because we know that space. You can't change that. You are in-between. That's the way of life. But, but there is a better approach to know some things and understand some things in between. And it starts with this. And Isaiah said, for since the world began, no ear has heard, no eye has seen a God like you who works for those who wait for him. Who works for those who wait for him. See, this is God's modus operandi. This is God's MO. This is how God does things. While we wait, he works. Doing what? What is God working on? I don't know. He doesn't tell me. He doesn't tell us. But he wants us to know he's up to something. And that is good enough for now. So the world needs to know that the way God works is he works while we wait. I don't like waiting, but I love to know the fact that he's working. I wish I knew what he was working on. Don't you wish you knew? In your season of waiting, where this was leading, where this was going. I mean, I know what I want. I know what you know what you want. I mean, don't. But see, we're in between. And we have to begin knowing that while we wait, he works. On what? We don't know, but we know something's up. And that helps us get to the point where we can embrace truth like this. That something's happening even when nothing's happening. I don't know how you're waiting. I don't know where you're waiting. I don't know what's going on in your life. But you need to look at that situation and know that something's happening. God is working while you wait even when you feel like nothing's happening. Something's happening even though you don't see it, even though you can't feel it. We put so much stock on our feelings. I just feel, I just feel, I just feel. Feelings are important. Feelings are significant. You need to pay attention to your feelings. But anytime you begin a sentence with, I just feel, you need to, you need to go through that next little section you know, very cautiously because it is just feeling. I, I, I don't know. You don't know. We don't understand. We don't see. We, we know what we feel. But even when we feel like nothing's happening, something's happening. We've got to remind ourselves this. And this, my friends, is another opportunity for us to learn what it means to trust. To live by faith. Now, can I be honest enough to let you know, and if I can say it, maybe you can agree because I think you feel the same thing. I don't want to trust. I don't want to live by faith. I want what I want. <laughs> right? I want this fixed. I want this to go away. I want them to go away. I want, you know, fill in the blank. Don't, don't we just want, we want what we want. I don't want to trust. I don't need another opportunity to trust. You know, I hate it when someone says, it's just, just the next chapter. I don't want any other chapters. I want what I want. I don't like being in between. And yet that's where I am. And yet that's where you are. And that's where life is. It's another opportunity to learn what it means to trust and live by faith. The truth is, is just because you're not where you want to be doesn't mean you're not where you need to be for now. Just because you don't have the job you want to have doesn't mean you're not exactly where you need to be right now. While you are waiting, God is working. 
Just because you're relationally not where you want to be doesn't, know, doesn't mean you're not exactly where you need to be while God is working on some things. And, and so this is the essence of accepting reality. This is where I am for now. It's not where I'll always be. It's not where I want to be. It's not where I thought I'd be. And it's not even where I pray to be. But this is where I am. This is the job I'm in. This is relationship I'm in. This is where I am with my health. This is where I am in life. This is where I am. You'll never get to where you want to be if you don't learn to acknowledge where you are. Because where you are is connected to where you're going. Always. Always. See, we think, we look at where we are and we assume nothing's happening. No, something's happening. It's what Isaiah was saying. Nobody is fully understood. No eye is seen, no ear is heard. A God like you who works for those who wait for him. That's just what you do. And it helps us acknowledge the process. In between is about process, right? Process. Process is hard, but process is real. I can't fast track my life. We can't fast track the work of God. We just can't fast track things. And besides, think about it. Come on. Things that are instant, even though we like instant, things that are instant usually lack in quality, don't they? Instant coffee, instant oatmeal. I mean, it'll do in a pinch, but come on. And don't even get me started on instant grits. We are in the South and no self-respecting Southerner. We put the word instant in front of grit, right? We know that the best things in life take time. Best things in life take time. And when we force things, we miss things and often mess things up. Let me say that again. It's true for me. It's true for you. When we force things, we often miss things and mess things up. Because I look around and I think nothing's happening. Oh, no, 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 something is happening. Let me just do a little bit more of a deep dive into what's happening. Let me just give you an example. You know one thing that's happening? Life is happening. Your life, your one and only life is happening in between during this time of waiting when you think nothing's happening. One thing for sure is happening. Life is happening. Moments that matter are happening that you're going to be tempted to overlook. Marriage is happening. Parenting is happening. Sunrises, sunsets are happening. Life is happening. And let me tell you something. In between, that's the good stuff. That's the good stuff. That's the story of life. The story of life happens in between. If you don't believe me, just think of your favorite movie and why we love movies to begin with. You know why movies matter to us? You know why we like movies? Because movies are all about the in-between. Think about it. They're all about the in-between. The problem is at the beginning. As soon as the problem is solved, the movie is over. We sit there and we watch the in-between. That's why we pay. That's why we subscribe. That's why we, you know, binge 
Watch this stuff. It's the in-between. It's the struggle. It's the drama. It's the tension. It's the will he, will she. Who's going to rescue them? Is there, are they going to make it kind of thing? Oh, it just pulls us in. and We love that stuff. That's all in-between stuff. As soon as happy ever after happens, the credits roll. You know, oh, I want happy ever after. That's the end of the movie. In other words, as soon as you get happy ever after in your life, you're die. You die. You're dead. You're dead. Credits roll. <laughs> Don't be so quick to get to happy ever after, because that's kind of like the end of you. <laughs> kind of. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, see, the good stuff is the in-between. That's the story of life, and that is happening while you're waiting. Don't miss the movie. Don't miss the life that is happening in between, the life that God has given you, that he is leading you through, that he is enriching and teaching you, and you're growing in all the things you wish you didn't have to go through. You're going through something happening, and you think nothing's happening. One more thing I want to share with you is it, that this whole idea of wasting. No, no, waiting is not wasted. In between times of waiting is not wasted. When we learn to wait well, and I haven't always waited well. I look back in my life and there are many times when I would have to say, now I wasn't waiting very well. I force things. And when you force things, you miss things. Often mess things up. You have moments when you look back in your life and you're like, oh, I was too hasty. I, I, I shouldn't have done that. I should have waited. I, I shouldn't have said that. I should have waited. If I would have just waited. It's almost, you know, sometimes nothing is worse than waiting other than the fact of wishing you would have waited. That's tough. And that's happened to us all. So what does it mean to wait well? What does it mean to wait well? Let me just give you a couple of things to think about as we're wrapping up. To wait well is to depend on God to do what only he can do. And we talk about this a lot in various different ways. To depend on God to do what only he can do. And there's so much that only God can do. In fact, most of what needs to be done, only God can do. Because I don't have control, you don't have control. If we had control, we wouldn't be waiting. Would we? We wouldn't be in between as much. And so God does so much, so much more than we can imagine. I mean, just for starters, could it be that while you're waiting, God is protecting you from something that you don't know about and you can't see? Could it be that you're waiting and you're frustrated, where's God, and you're so upset, come on, God, come on, I don't get it. I mean, it's a good thing we're wanting here. Maybe God's protecting you from something that you don't know about, that you can't see, that you can't understand, and maybe what he's protecting you from is yourself. Maybe he's like, that, that's not going to be good for her. That's not going to be good for him. Not yet, not now. And maybe not only is God protecting you, could it be that God is preparing you for something else, something better? God's like, if you could just sit tight, I'm working on some stuff over here. Just chill out. Just, just do, do life. Do life. And let me work on this over here. It'll be worth it. It'll be worth it. Just wait. Yeah, God, God does things we can't imagine. So, so depending on him to do what only he can do. There is a second facet to this that we often overlook that I want to make sure we don't miss. And that waiting well is also about deciding to do what I can do, which is often what we overlook. We freeze. We, we choose apathy and we spiritualize it. Well, I'm just waiting on the Lord. 
I'm just waiting on God. Okay, great. Wait on him to do what only he can do and then get going with what you can do in the meantime. What I can do, just because there's nothing you can do about it doesn't mean there's nothing you can do in it. Just because there's nothing you can do about your situation doesn't mean there's not plenty for you to do in your situation while you're waiting and depending on God to do what only he can do beyond and outside and around and with your situation. Yeah. So many times we just decide to not do anything while we're waiting on something else. That's the wrong choice. Wait well. Depend on God to do what only he can do and then do what you can. We use this phrase a lot around here. We actually talked about it in the last series about doing the next right thing, doing the next right thing, doing the next right honoring thing to Jesus, to the way of Christ, doing the next right thing in your marriage, in your job, with your finances, with your health. I don't know what's happening next. I, I want this and I want that. And I feel like I'm waiting and it makes me feel like nothing's happening. I feel like time's wasting. I feel like my life is just passing me by. Well, what's the next right thing? Do that. Do that. That's what you can do. Yeah, I, I get it. You're waiting for God to do whatever, because it is really ultimately about waiting on God. When you're waiting on something or waiting on someone, you're really waiting on God because God controls all things, right? And so what you can do is keep living. What you can do is fight off apathy. What you can do is decide to get up, put one foot in front of the other, do whatever you have to do that day, whether it's go to work or do whatever and live life and, and, and be faithful with what's in front of you. Be faithful with what's in front of you. That's what you can do. That's part of waiting well. But there's, there's one more little nuance to waiting well and doing what you can. Sometimes what you and I need to do and what we can do and the next right thing for us to do is to simply be and rest and wait. Not as a cop-out, like I'm just waiting on the Lord kind of thing. We talked about that, not a cop-out, but just saying, you know what? I'm just gonna hit pause here and I'm gonna pray. I'm gonna keep doing what I need to do each day, but I'm just gonna hit pause here. The word that the scriptures use often, especially in the Old Testament, is the word meditate. I'm just gonna think about maybe what God is might be up to. How is he protecting me? How is he preparing? And I, I, I'm just going to pause and I'm going to acknowledge my dependence on my heavenly father and, and I'm going to relinquish control. I say relinquish control because we really don't have it or else we wouldn't be waiting. But often as human beings, it helps us to just go through the motions of saying, God, I, I give this over to you. I give this over to you. I entrust you to do what only you can do. So today, help me to do what I can do. And what if we lived every day like that, okay? Because we're all waiting for something and someone. We're all waiting. It's the way of life. But what if we began every day with God? Today, I'm depending on you to do what only you can do. Now I need you to strengthen me to do what I can do. And we'll put one foot in front of the other. And we'll do the next right thing. Today and all day long. And tomorrow, I'm going to get up. I'm going to do the next right thing. While you're while you're working behind the scenes in ways I can't even imagine, and I am waiting. How about you? Where are you waiting? 
What would describe your in-between? Where are you in-between waiting? Remember, something's happening when nothing's happening. Always. And it is not wasted when you learn to wait well. When you choose to wait well. In just a moment, our band is going to come out and share a song with you that I want you to just sit and listen to and take in. This song is real and raw and meets us right where we are. And I think you'll be able to identify with the lyrics and say, yeah, I think that way. Yeah, I feel that way. Yeah, I know what that's about. And the beauty of this song is that it meets us where we are and then helps focus us where our attention needs to be on the God who is working while we wait. And I think this song will help put into words so much of what God wants to do in us in between. Let's pray. Our Father, thank you for this. I, I need this. I really believe my brothers and sisters and friends gathered here and watching online, we all need this because we are all in between. Somehow, some way, we're waiting on something, we're waiting on someone, that's just life. And Father, I ask that you would help us. Help us learn just with your mercy and, and your grace be gentle with us as we learn that even though we think and feel like nothing's happening, oh, something's always happening. You're up to something. And I want to know it. We want to know it. We wish we understood it and could see it and could, and could just completely predict what's happening. But we don't. And so this is an opportunity for us to trust you. So help us do that. Help us wait well. We're going to be waiting, like it or not, so help us to wait well. Help me to look to you to do what only you can do, which is most everything and is way above my ability to see, know, and understand. And then give me the grace and the strength to do what I can every single day. And I ask the very same thing for my friends, because I think we're all in this together. We look to you, even when it hurts, even when it's hard, even when we're stuck in the middle of nowhere waiting for you as you work on our behalf. Help us in Jesus' name. Amen.